Bonjour tout le monde and Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Pesca Présienne. I'm your co-host Kelly and I'm joined as usual by my lovely friend Delara. Bonjour and bonne année. We are recording in the same place that we recorded our Christmas episode, Oview Shadley. Mm-hmm. Such a lovely little cafe. We'll give it another shout out for our New Year episode. And for our uh, private space that we got here. <laughs> I yeah. love it. We rose the bar for this one, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so this week we'll be talking about uh, the new year in France and how the French wrap up the old year after the new one. Um, How New Year's Eve usually goes, what customs are around this, what are the differences that we observe ourselves compared to where we come from. Uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, which was about Christmas, maybe give that one a listen. This is not a series, but they're pretty much linked. Personally, I have mixed emotions about the new year. Um, I'm torn between the end of something and the beginning of something. Mm. And I read something which kind of sums this up quite nicely. An optimist stays up until midnight to see the new year in. And a pessimist stays awake to make sure the old year leaves. And honestly... I can't really tell which one I am. Oh, such a good quote, though. I could have used this for the end of the episode. I really like it. <laughs> um, so, New Year here is also called San Silvestre. And my first guess was that he was obviously the patron saint of day drinking and hangovers. <laughs> but actually, he was a pope from the year 314 to the year 335. And his pontificate like oversaw like, the beginnings of the Christian Roman Empire and the 31st of December is his feast day. Mm-hmm. And here, January 1st is generally a bank holiday, but I'm going to come back to that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Réveillon means the evening of. So, just like the evening of the 24th being Christmas Eve, the evening of the 31st is New Year's Eve. Uh, there are really not many rules around this, but I think in France, obviously after a certain age, New Year's Eve is celebrated amongst friends at a friend's place, like a house party, instead of being uh, with family. So family is mostly for uh, Christmas Eve. So to compare this day between Turkey and France, as I mentioned in the Christmas episode, there is no Christmas celebration in Turkey, like no countrywide holiday, except for probably the Christian minority who may be doing celebrations in their private space, but you wouldn't see anything public about Christmas. Uh, However, New Year's Eve is indeed celebrated, and it really depends on your family and economic status. Uh, But I say the majority of the people celebrate over a nice dinner, uh, although there are like no traditional dishes dedicated to this dinner, not that I'm aware of. Uh, Some families would go out to restaurants. My family didn't do this because New Year's Eve menus at restaurants are quite expensive. We would stay at home with like nice food, nice clothes on. We would watch uh, New Year's Eve specials on the tele. Uh, We would also play a game called Tombala, which is an Italian game. It's just like bingo. Uh, And we would also get lottery tickets and wait for the lottery results for the uh, 1st of January. I think these kind of bingo games, lottery cards, scratch cards, uh, like all this uh, stuff are overall quite general in Europe and Turkey, either for Christmas or New Year's Eve. New Year or Hogmanay as it's called in Scotland is like literally the biggest party of the year with lots of old and new traditions. Um, The one I'm going to start with is uh, the one where you all join hands and you all sing Old Lang Syne. Um, this is now like a tradition like across hmm. the globe 
Um, it was a song written by Robert Burns and it's about reflection of the year that has just gone. It's about being grateful and about looking forward to the future. Like, I love this song and it just gives me tears in, the, in my eyes every single time I hear Aww. it. We call Midnight the Bells and I remember being allowed to stay up for the bells as a kid, which made me feel like so special. It was such a special thing. We also had the tradition of first footing, which is when you go out and visit your neighbours and you have a whiskey and like toast in the new year. And it was traditional to leave like a piece of coal at the doorstep to show that the house had been first footed and also to wish like warmth in the household for the long month of January. Mm. Um, so this is what happens if you celebrate at home. I'm not really sure how popular it is anymore, but if you celebrate at home, this is like what you would do. Um, but if you want to brave the freezing cold weather, there is the annual Edinburgh Street Party with fireworks at Edinburgh Castle. Oh, wow. Hogmanay in Edinburgh is iconic. Um, traditional Scottish dinner for New Year's Day would be steak pie. So there's like mashed potatoes and vegetables. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about steak pie. It's just chunks of meat with a delicious gravy, flaky puff pastry, mashed potatoes. It's so good. If you've never tried it, I highly recommend that you start your New Year with a steak pie. And lastly, for New Year, we get the 2nd of January as a day off in Scotland. Oh, wow. So that we can really party. Oh, wow. You get like two Boxing Day plus this one? Yeah. That's nice. So I have to be honest that coming to France and celebrating New Year's Eve, I actually was a little disappointed. Um, I felt like it was just like another evening drinking and it didn't have that anticipation or that magic or that feeling of a, of a change coming. One New Year's Eve, I actually found a Scottish radio station just so I could hear some bagpipes at the bells. Aww. <laughs> it just made me very, very homesick. And I feel that New Year is a time of year that I do feel like I miss Scotland the most. Ah, OK. Um, there was also actually the New Year where I drank some whiskey shots with two Polish guys. <laughs> um, I was in a bar and they offered me some shots and I politely declined at first. And they looked at me and they said, but it's New Year and you're Scottish. These guys knew how important New Year's Eve was to me, a Scot in France. Um, but that's not to say I, I actually felt like I was going to die the next day. <laughs> of course, after all those whiskey shots. <laughs> but it's very true what you're saying, uh, Kelly. There's no kind of like big celebration on the streets of Paris. I mean, yes, there are events. There are some like big events happening in clubs and bars and restaurants but I feel like the locals tend to stick to house parties mm -hmm. in Turkey especially in big cities outdoor celebrations are a big thing in some cities they're even like fireworks I've been around the Eiffel Tower for one New Year's Eve uh, there was a crowd but it was mostly tourists but where the fireworks you'd expect to see them right you no I think they only did it for the year 2000, for like the millennium, millennium, uh, but there are no fireworks. Um, I think they do a light show and that's it. Although, if you happen to be on the streets of Paris right around midnight, mm -hmm. uh, you would see people hanging out of their balconies, like balconets, <laughs> screaming banane to people passing by, so it means Happy New Year and... It's just, I don't think it's a tradition, but I've seen a lot of people do it. Mm. So speaking of saying Borani, this is just a small public service announcement to France in general. You know, guys, it's actually okay to stop saying Happy New Year after, like, I would say the 4th of January. There is absolutely no need to continue to say Bonne Année until the end 
of January. It's just excessive and it has to stop. <laughs> yeah, this is an annoying one. And this is very true. So if you come back to the office after the new year and your colleague was on holiday or something, and then even on the 30th of January, if it's the first time they've seen you, they would still wish yeah. you bon année. Yes. And plus, like, the 3rd of January is actually my birthday. <gasps> So for very selfish reasons, I like to have the spotlight back on me. I'm like, be done with the bonanes. But that's just my personal perspective on it. Noted. <laughs> After the 3rd of January, it's bon anniversaire, <laughs> not bon anni. Got it. <laughs> exactly. So although this wishing bonane thing can go until the end of January, the Christmas season unofficially comes to an end at Efifeni. Uh, which is another religious holiday other, uh, otherwise known as the Three Kings Day. Although I love this day, it's not a holiday, but you get to eat uh, the Galette de Roi on this day, which is a delicious pastry and there's like a tiny little toy hidden inside it, which is called the Feve. Uh, they sell it with a paper crown attached to it. So the tradition is the younger person in the room hides under the table as someone else is cutting the cake and parts. And this person under the table decides who else in the room gets which part. So eventually everybody has their parts uh, and the one uh, who gets the hidden toy uh, in their part becomes the king or the queen of the day and they're crowned with that little paper crown. Why do I love this tradition? <laughs> well, for again, very selfish <laughs> reasons, as I mentioned, my birthday is right around this time, so I get this cake as my birthday cake each year. And for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. I always end up getting the fev <laughs> in my cake and I get the crown and I can carry on being the queen of my birthday. <laughs> and you deserve it. Yeah. Thank you. I, I knew about this cake, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know about the hiding under the table stuff for to like dish it all out. That must be something like pretty old tradition. Or, like, it's, yeah, I mean, if it's done, I've done it in office parties. Right. We always done it. Even like when we work together, we've yeah. done it. Uh, but in my birthday, I didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, like... Okay. Um, I'm always quite worried as well eating this cake that like if I do get the toy, it's going to break a tooth or something <laughs> so you know I, I eat it in small bits yeah so yeah an, another tradition that you might not think to include on this list but one that does happen every year in new year's eve um is setting cars on fire <laughs> so this thing about burning cars like started in the 90s in france um it began as a form of like protest from like low income in small towns outside the major cities during the time period like low-income people began burning cars to like try and get some media attention to bring awareness to like their living conditions and kind of it was like a rebellion and a protest against the government and we mentioned about these towns uh, suburban areas uh, in our protest episode so if you haven't listened to that go back please and listen to that if you want to learn more about what's happening in these areas and we really really want to do a special episode only on suburbs in France, actually. So the, like, this kind of caught like the media's attention um, because it was like basically like arson and started to give them like a little bit more um, coverage. So this sort of quote-unquote tradition um, started to spread like throughout the the country. So as the years went on, it crept into like more kind of urban city centres. And so then by the early 2000s, people in both small towns and large cities like Paris and Marseille 
uh, waited until like it got dark on December 31st and just started to set fire to cars like so like this burning cars kind of turned into a bit of a game of sorts um, because like the next day the police would like post the exact amount of cars that were burned in each location for that night and if your city burned the most cars then it meant that you had quote unquote won the game <laughs> crazy <laughs> it is it is crazy and this is exactly why actually the media is now trying to avoid covering these incidents so it's not seen as quote unquote a tradition or a mm. game yeah. uh, but I feel like car burning is becoming a common word in our show <laughs> who would have thought yeah. <laughs> okay let's move to another topic because uh, right after the new year comes the winter sales mm-hmm. uh, there are only two official sales in France uh, and it's not like all year long weird sales that happen in I know they happen in Turkey and in the States as well like every day is a sale so you lose like the perception of what how much an item actually costs mm-hmm. items actually do drop from the actual price during winter sales in France so it's a good time for you to wait for something if you've been just wanting that for a while mm-hmm. Or get it and, and then get it during this winter sales. Um, just as we mentioned as a tip in our Getting Stuff Done episode, if you'd like to be more mindful about like consumption, uh, then this is a good way, like waiting for the winter sales. Mm. Cool. So before we wrap this up, Kelly, um, should we, as a tradition, mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about maybe what we achieved this year mm. and uh, maybe our resolutions if we have any? Sure. Let's get a little bit personal. Sure, no problem. So achievements. Um, well, I guess it was the year that I went solo traveling uh, for the very first time. Yeah. I went to I went to Asia. Um, I'm so proud of you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was um, it was a really big deal. It took a lot of um, preparation and that. Yeah. I was um. So you like meeting new people. I got to meet some elephants. Um, Chiang Mai was most definitely a highlight. Uh, the beaches, the night train that I took from Bangkok. There were just it, it was just so much happening in, in the space of time that I was there. I'm not overstating it when I say it was a life changing experience, and it was for a few reasons. But I really did come away with like a bit of a personal philosophy, which was you know what, just do the thing, eat the thing, see the thing, get your shoes wet because they're gonna dry off. You know, and like I carried this sort of feeling with me for like the rest of the year. Oh, that's lovely. So that was the that was the first thing, um, and then another uh, personal achievement for me was buying my flat. Yeah. So yep, yeah, at the end of twenty twenty three, I am a homeowner in Paris, and I am just so proud of this because like I have invested in myself and my future mm-hmm. in France, and it just. It just shows me how far I've come in this country in the last six years, and I'm so proud of myself. And it is such a big investment as well as a complicated process. So really, really well done on that, and I'm Thank so you. happy for you. Thank you. Um, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, you tell me yours. Okay, so I'll start off with um, the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of us having thinking of this project and making it come alive in a month's time Mm -hmm. we were like super fast Mm -hmm. it does take a lot of effort though i have to say and time Mm -hmm. but i absolutely love doing it and having this creative outlet with you is just i I just adore it yeah you know i i feel the same i am so proud of us for taking this just this random idea it was a discussion that we had (laughs) and we found the motivation and the creativity to make it a reality and it's just you're right it's been a lot of work Mm -hmm. um but 
for me, I have had so much fun doing this with you as well. So. Um, and aside from this, I would say um, both like my cat Neptune, my relationship with my partner Jeremy, and my relationships with my friends are all in healthy status. Mm -hmm. And I think this is an accomplishment because yeah. it does need nurturing mm -hmm. all these relationships. Uh, in terms of achievements, I got my new job in April. Yes, I started. I love my new job, my colleagues, what I do. So I'm really happy about that achievement. And I guess uh, I love traveling. So I'm going to put that as an achievement as well. This year, um, I did a little bit traveling related to work too, but it was mostly for leisure. Um, I think if I count it right, I traveled to five countries. It includes France as well, but not mainland France. And visited 11 cities, nine of them I haven't seen before. Mm. So that's like on my list, uh, yeah. checklist. So I've gone through some of that. So I'm happy about it. Good, so good. Mm, yeah, so those are my achievements. I think we've both had a very fruitful year you know yeah 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 it was abundant yes <laughs> um okay so this is very uh this happens in france as well by the way they do new year's uh, re resolutions too and i completely forgot what it's called uh but yeah do you have any resolutions for the new year kelly resolutions i have some personal projects on horizon for 2024 uh get my french nationality is one of them but i have a couple of other things in mind but I don't really make resolutions. I think setting resolutions and rules for myself is just setting me up for disappointment if I don't keep them and if I and then I just ultimately end up feeling bad. Um, I want to be kind to myself. I want to tell myself, um, look where you are, look how blessed you are. Um, I want to feel optimistic about the coming year and what it might bring. Um, everyone gets a chance to turn a page and start mm -hmm. something new and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, being grateful, I think that that's the main thing here uh, because this time of the year is a bit hard for me actually because, well, there's Christmas which didn't exist in my life before and I had to get used to it over the past 10 years like, do I celebrate it, do I not celebrate it, who do I celebrate it with? Um, and then comes the new year, so new year, new chapter and then comes my birthday, mm. again, new age new chapter and all so i've really never made resolutions mm -hmm. it's mostly like well done mm -hmm. you have survived this year <laughs> look how far along you've come mm -hmm. um i do set myself goals don't get me wrong like for other things during other times of the year not this time when i feel like it so yeah no resolutions for me only just appreciating how beautiful my life is yeah <laughs> So that's it for today's episode. There's actually no quote for today. We just wanted to wish you a happy new year. Bon année. And thank you for listening and supporting us. Uh, we're actually going to be taking a two weeks break because both of us will be traveling a little bit. And we'll be back with more interesting topics to come after our two weeks break. Happy new year, everyone. And lang me your lumrik. What does that mean? <laughs> It means long may your chimney smoke, which means that if there's smoke coming from your chimney, you're living a healthy, happy life full of abundance. That's what it means. I love this. Oh, thank you, Kelly. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Um, as Delara said, we'll be taking a two-week break. 
Um, but you can find us as usual on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, actually, during the two weeks break that we're gonna take, we're gonna have a post on Instagram reminding you about our upcoming Ask Us Anything episode. So if you have any questions, send us either a DM on Instagram or email, or you can even post it on the Instagram post, and we'll be answering all of your questions in that episode, which we're actually looking forward to. So thanks everyone for your support for the last few months and thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Bonne année et au revoir. Ciao. Ciao.